For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more. Props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAF50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds. And today on the pod, I'm very excited to bring on a special guest. He is a Olympic teammate of mine, 2014 Paralympian. He's a U.S. silver and bronze medalist. Everyone, welcome Nathan Bartholomew. Hey, Nate. Hi, Polina. How are you? I'm great. Glad to have you on today. Oh, thanks for having me. So you and Felicia Zhang were pair partners from 2011 to 2014. And then after the Olympics, Felicia retired and you were searching for a new partner. How hard is it to find a new partner at that elite level in pairs? You know, it's, it's, it's really a challenge because there's only so many people that are at the, you know, the same level as you at this point. Um, and sometimes you have to really like find somebody that you can build up from. Um, but I was very fortunate enough to find uh, uh, Gretchen Donnellan at the time. Um, and she had a lot of uh, experience. So it was a little bit easier for me to like jump right into that. And, you know, just kind of like feel someone else out that already has a technique available, mm-hmm. but those techniques don't always match. And, um, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, yes. it's, it's pretty, yeah, it, exactly. It, it, it's, it's pretty hard to find somebody at that level. Mm-hmm. So what do you look for in a Paris partner? You're just talking about technique, uh, and how they have to be at least somewhat similar so that, uh, you guys are meshing well and like the jumps are going well. Um, but is there anything else that you specifically look for in terms of being a good match? For me, it's like body line and body composition. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you find somebody that like for me, for instance, I have short arm, short leg, long torso. And if I found somebody with like really long limbs and really elegant lines, I wouldn't necessarily like dive into that because 
from the judge's perspective, um, like matching composition and matching lines are more important than elegance from one piece of the team. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hmm. Very cool. Well, in uh, the summer of 2014, after everything was going on, you had surgery on your ankle, right? So talk about your injury uh, in the past with uh, dealing with your ankle and what was the recovery time process for you with an ankle injury? Um, Because I'm sure that that took some time out for you to get back on the ice after, especially because skating boots, you know, the ankle is quite an essential piece. (laughs) Exactly. So after um, Felicia retired and Mm -hmm. I started skating with Gretchen and right around, I want to say October, I think it was, Mm -hmm. um, I had to have like a cleanup on my ankle, like a, like a arthroscopic, um, I, I don't know what they call it. It's basically where they take out things that aren't necessarily um, helping. And then mm-hmm. also I had bone spurs on the front of my leg that were causing inflammation. So wow, I was training with Gretchen and um, I'm trying to remember. I'm sorry. Uh, I was <laughs> no training worries. with Gretchen and I started having pain in my ankle and I was like, I got this. I can push through it. And um, right around the end of October, I showed up at the rink one day and my ankle was hurting. And I mm-hmm. did my whole warm up and I went to put my skate on and my ankle was like ballooned out. Like I couldn't even put my foot in my skate and lace it up. Wow. Um, yeah. So what ended up happening is the... Um, the bone spurs were scraping the tendons in the front of my ankle and that aggravated that that aggravated a cyst that was in the middle of my joint Hmm. the whole thing just like went nuts (laughs) my goodness which I'm laughing about now but it was really terrible I couldn't even like lace up my skate it was awful yeah Um, well I just am imagining the pain associated with that like even just by itself without having any boot touch it. Um, yeah. It was, I, I, I think I have a high pain tolerance and I'm, I'm pretty sure I do, but I, you know, you never know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty terrible. Um, so wow. after mm-hmm. that happened, I went and got some cortisone shots and that kind of brought the swelling and pain down and okay. Um, long story short, I ended up needing surgery, um, to remove the cyst and shave down the bone spurs. And this is in October. So didn't have a very long time, um, before the national championships in 2015. Mm So a fun fact. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so after October and competing in January, that was, uh, our free skate at the 2016 or 15 uh, championships was my third full run through, I think doing the jumps and and getting back onto the ice. So that was pretty, that was pretty tricky and challenging in and of itself. That's Um, crazy. It didn't necessarily go super well. (laughs) It was really tight. It was, it, it was hard to, um, 
it was hard to uh, kind of navigate that through training and, you know, it, sure. it got to the yeah. point, no, it got to the point in November where um, my doctors were saying, you know, okay, well, if your ankle's feeling good, you can do three jumps today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, there's one in the program and one in the warm up. So like, what, <laughs> like, so what do we do? Yeah. And uh, yeah, honestly, it was, it was really tricky to kind of navigate that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's crazy that you still were like competed through that. <laughs> it was, it was a challenge to, to kind of make it through, but at the time it was just, you know, let's make the best of this and mm-hmm. see, see what happens and see what we can do, you know. How was that mentally for you? Like you were saying, you only had so many attempts that you were allowed to do for your own like physical safety. Uh, but I know from experience when you're out, especially with an injury and you come back, like it can be really scary to go into jumps and like trust your, your body uh, to do what it did before you were hurt. So how were you able to exactly. accomplish competing with such a tight, tight turnaround without a lot of reps? You know, uh, I've always kind of prided myself in, in having consistent jumps. And mm-hmm. especially at the time, I really just kind of trusted my instincts. And there was a couple of days I came in and I was like, hey, I know I'm allowed to do mm-hmm. like three attempts, but I don't think I should do this today. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely knowing my own body was a huge help um, for, for kind of that process. And I don't know, working through it mentally was a huge challenge. And it's definitely something I wouldn't want to go through again. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, but like, um, I don't know, somehow I somehow I kind of found a way to kind of trust myself and 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 work through it Mm -hmm. a little bit on my own, actually. It's crazy. So let's talk about the knee injury that you also experienced. This one is more recent. Uh, before the 2019 season, you and Deanna Stiletto teamed up and were two-time bronze medalists in pairs for the U.S., which is so awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, and And so after that 2019 season, you had a knee injury. Uh, let's Let's talk about it. What happened exactly? So I had some abnormalities underneath my um, patella, which is your kneecap. Mm -hmm. And I had three of them and it was causing my, um, basically my kneecap on my left knee to track uh, kind of off axis. So your kneecap can move left to right and up and down. And mm-hmm. basically every time I did an axial falco or toe loop takeoff, my, these abnormalities under my knee were causing my knee to like pull off on a diagonal, which is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to have a surgery to, uh, sorry, excuse me. I, I had to have a surgery to kind of like take those abnormalities out and recover my patella tendon, which was 25% torn um underneath my knee so that was very excruciating it was something i never wish on anybody else um but i was dealing with that actually at the end of the 2017 season 
through the 2018 season. And then in 2019, I was just like, I either need to quit skating or take care of this because it was so awful. Like I couldn't even train properly. Sometimes, um, sometimes I would come into the rink and just be like, Hey, I'm not going to jump. I'm just going to do the jumps in the program. Like those are the only ones I can handle. Um, so yeah, it was pretty awful. <laughs> that is crazy. Whew. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, actually my partnership with, uh, Deanna at the end, at the end of that season, um, you know, I kind of came to her and said, uh, listen, I have to have this surgery to repair my knee and the doctor going to investigate again. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I can't keep doing this how I'm doing it. So that's actually most of the reason why, um, Deanna Stilato and I split up was because, mm-hmm. you know, at the time she was like, I can't wait around a year to see if you're going to ever be able to skate again. And I'm not really sure. You know, it's pretty mutual, honestly, yeah. because I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to skate again. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, this was in, uh, this was in probably June, I think of, of, uh, 2019. Gotcha. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was, it was, it was a pretty rough situation to be in. Whew. All right, guys, say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find. At a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. So what was what did the uh, recovery process look like for you after you uh, were dealing with the injury? So after I had surgery... Mm-hmm. Okay, this is fun, actually. <laughs> this yeah. is fun. So, um, I needed surgery on my knee, and I contacted Mitch Moyer, who was who is the um, like the skating director of U.S. Figure Skating, and mm-hmm. you know, in charge of you know who he is. <laughs> um, yes. And at the time, they had this like team up camp, which was to get people involved in pairs and to you know, kind of kind of figure out um who was out there that would be interested in skating pairs um and i talked to mitch moyer and kyoko ina quite a bit um and before i had the surgery i kind of asked i was like you know who's out there like who's are there any other teams are there any other people that are splitting are there any other single skaters and um, Mitch told, he was like, you know, there's two people, um, that we saw at this team up camp that are worth it. One of them, Katie McBeath, one of them, uh, someone else. And 
I was like, okay, well, like, what should I do? Like, I need to have the surgery on my knee. And basically the, the advice I was given was to um, have the tryouts before the surgery so that while I was co- recovering, I could uh, kind of like make a decision if I was going to be able to come back to skating, I could kind of decide. Um, so I had both tryouts and second tryout was with Katie and my mom happened to be in town because I was having surgery on my leg and I wasn't going to be able to, you know, walk around, walk the dog, um, and figure that stuff out. So (laughs) our, the third day of my tryout with Katie, I had to fast all morning because my surgery was that day and wow we we ended up we ended up having a pretty good day and my mom and katie drove me to the hospital and kind of hung out with me while i was like being prepped for surgery before my um before katie had her flight (laughs) and it was it was it was just pretty interesting because like we had a really a lot of time to like chat and and talk a little bit more and Basically, overall, uh, the surgery went well, obviously, and took me about took me about 14 months to get back to 100% afterwards. Um, but the whole time I was recovering, I was kind of like back and forth with Katie on text and and talking to her. And um, after after I got back on the ice, um, I ha- I asked her if she wanted to come out for another. Know, kind of like a secondary tryout just to see how things were going and mm-hmm. she agreed and actually ended up never leaving so it was a pretty interesting story on how that worked out <laughs> wow that's crazy isn't that nuts that is nuts well it seems like it fell right into place the way it was supposed to then exactly <laughs> sometimes sometimes every once in a while that happens exactly exactly Wow. Well, how was this like injury, the whole, both the injury and the recovery process, um, and also the process of going through both um, needing to stop the partnership with Deanna, but then also finding a partnership with Katie. Mentally, how did all of this affect you and how were you able to stay motivated to come back to skating through all of that? It's, it's no joke to get surgery. <laughs> No, it's not. It it was it was it was really tricky to um kind of navigate that mentally and honestly in some ways I didn't, which I think is important for people to know. I mm-hmm. dealt a lot with um talking to a therapist. I was on antidepressants for a while. It was really challenging for me to kind of like go from um one level to another and just mm-hmm. kind of like figure out if I wanted to start over uh, and no offense to Katie, but if I wanted to take another single skater, because I've had a couple that I've kind of trained, but like if I wanted to take another single skater and start from the bottom and learn timings and totally. teach twist and teach throws. And that was, that was, a, that was a real struggle for me, honestly, mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ended up really 
paying off and being worth it because um, Katie's very talented and she takes instruction really well and um, was able to really pick up on everything relatively quickly. So that, that helped a lot, but uh, you know, it, it, overall it was a, it was a, it really weighed on me as a, as a professional athlete to figure out if I wanted to do that or not at the time. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I did. <laughs> That's awesome. So what, what specifically is continuing to inspire you to continue? Uh, and I, I say that in terms of like, you have had a long career in pairs now. Um, I mean, just going based off of 2011 when you started with Felicia um, and it's now been 10 years, like in this like crazy senior level, what made it, what motivates you to keep going? And like, what are your goals with Katie? What motivates me to keep going is just love and passion for this. Love it. Sport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that's the one a, necessary it, ingredient. <laughs> it's great. I, I so love it. The feeling that I have on the ice, um, first of all, is just incredible. Um, and I say stupid for sport ironically because it's, it's an awesome sport and I know a lot of people love it. I, um, first and foremost, just the passion that I have to feel that glide. And, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like the way you feel when you're skating is, is uh, second to none. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, moreover, I really felt like, you know, after my trial with Katie, I was like, you know what? I think I have more to give to this sport. Mm-hmm. I think I have a little bit left in me to go for more than I've been, to go for that little bit extra, to go for, I don't know, just making one more person smile when I'm on the ice. I don't know. <laughs> so That's it was awesome. really just, it was really just like the the feeling that I had more to give to the to the sport. Honestly, is what is what kept me going. Very cool. I mean, that's the number one thing that everybody needs is the just at the bottom of all of the other reasons pushing you. You have to have love for the sport and you have to have passion because otherwise, none of the other things work. Exactly, and if you have that. It basically, for me, it's like, okay, one more, one more, one more clap, one more person asking to take a photo, one more smile from the audience is, Mm -hmm. is huge at that point. Totally. So because of that passion and love, obviously you have for the sport, um, how do you plan to stay involved with skating when you do decide to end your competitive career? Will you uh, be coaching? Will you try to like be a part of the U.S. figure skating pairs, you know, development? Um, what, what are your goals with that? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I, well, first of all, I'm already coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge part. I love to coach. I love having somebody learn one thing, having their eyes light up even if it's like a one foot glide, just like figuring out how to do stuff. I love imparting wisdom on like, you know, today's use of 
people that are trying to figure out how to coach and, 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 and work on something and achieve goals. But uh, moreover, other than coaching like pairs and, and, and working things out like that, I really want to be part of the team and I don't know what my role would be yet, mm-hmm. but I really, really, really like I'm striving to be a part of the team that gets the U S back on the world podium. I want to be part of that development. I want to be part of, you know, what's, what's driving us pairs to be what they can be. Um, and I don't necessarily know what that entails at the moment. Um, but I definitely know that I want to be a part of like us Paris development to try to get, um, back on the world podium, back on the Olympic podium. And that sounds like nuts, I think right now, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, well, you got to start somewhere and let's, let's work for it. Absolutely. And who better than real people who have been in the game who know, you know, what they liked and what they disliked of the system when they were going through it and like the improvements that you feel like you could make or you could bring to the table um, or that U.S. figure skating itself, some changes that they can make or what specific things you think they need to focus on. It's, it's collective, right? right? It, it's based off of shared experiences. So uh, it would Absolutely. obviously, it would be spectacular for you to bring in your insight and help uh, the next generation. But I love, I love that you said that you want to get them on back on the world podium. Uh, we need that. And we need that enthusiasm and that belief that it can happen. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so hopefully, and, uh, and honestly, um, like I really feel like us figure skating take a lot of steps to, mm-hmm. to like move towards that, which is amazing. Um, I just, when I'm thinking about what's going to be next for me in the next year, two years, three years, I don't know. Like, I think I can really help with that and kind of like push that process a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe that's ambitious, but it just, I feel it in my gut that that's something that I can be really useful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Love it. I love hearing how many skaters um, from this past decade have been like wanting to continue kind of this wave of uh, giving back to the skating community. So it's awesome that you are included in that wave. (laughs) Oh, well, thanks. Um, Last but not least, one uh, final fun question for you. What has been your favorite lesson that you've learned from skating, from pairs, uh, that you feel like applies to your life now or that you just really take to heart because of your experience? Oh, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Got to hit you with the hard question last, you know? No, no worries. Fun That's question. Great. No, it's a great question. Um <laughs> A lesson that I've learned in pairs that helps me just in in general in life, yeah? Yeah. Teamwork. I think that biggest lesson that I've learned from just skating pairs most of my life, most of my career, is just to be humble and accept that 
you're not always right. There's more people than just you in whatever, anything, anything that you're working on. There's more people than just you. And that my ideas or your ideas in any situation are not always the best. So to be humble and really kind of be selective of the people around you and trust in your team, whether it be at the office or, you know, um, at the rank or whatever it may be, your friends, um, kind of being able to trust the people around you and stay humble and listen to other advice from other people. That's probably the biggest thing that air skating has taught me. And that might be pretty vague, but it really truly is something that I kind of live by and, and something that's helped me throughout my, throughout my life, throughout my career. I love that. Wow. Very well <laughs> said. It's important. Teamwork. Uh, it's a, uh, necessary in a lot of different spheres of life whether that's family or whether that's work or passion projects you know all of it It, there's always different layers that it can fall into um well yeah i mean teamwork teamwork is not necessarily like a team it's it's husband and wife it's boyfriend girlfriend it's Mm -hmm. you know best friends i mean all of that takes that kind of like knowledge of knowing that whatever your other part of you like your whether it's your significant other or your best friend or just like people who are influencing your life in different ways Mm -hmm. you either want to have somebody that you can trust in that aspect or that you can rely on or that you can um, bounce things off of or not and if it's not then you know what is there (laughs) Exactly. We love how skating uh, can give us so many necessary life skills and life practice as any sport, any sport really, I think teaches so many excellent character building skills. Um, For sure. For sure. It's awesome. Well, all right. Thank you so much, Nate, for coming on today. That was all really interesting information on both your injury experiences, but also, uh, the mentality with all of it and um, what kept you driving. There are so many athletes that do get injured and have a really tough time in the recovery process. I've heard a lot of people feel super alone. So for you to share your story is just another person showing, Hey, you're not alone. And this is how I got through this tough time. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, we all go through it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right. Well, good luck this season. All right. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please leave me a comment. Leave me a review. I love hearing what you guys have to say. Follow me on my Instagram. That's where I'm promoting this. My username is at Paulina Edmonds and stay tuned for my future podcast episodes. I release every Tuesday and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.